It's a beautiful week, Thanksgiving week. I'm very thankful. I'm thankful for uh, you here today, Dr. Chop. How you doing? Uh, man, I'm thankful to be here as well. Uh, it's so exciting that Thanksgiving is here. I love Thanksgiving. I mean, it's kind of a cliche to be thankful, you know, around Thanksgiving. We should be thankful all the time, right? But I love Thanksgiving. I love family time. I love turkey. Oh, do I love turkey. Uh, I already have a stuffing in mind uh, that my mom makes. It is, you know, a, 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 you know not, you know, Dr. Chapa savvy, uh, although it is a corn, it's a corn base. So it's, you know, I'm Indian blood, uh, so I can tolerate that better than like a wheat based thing. But at the end of the day, man, I just love, you know, the opportunity just to chill for a couple days with thankfulness as the backbone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, so often we are just blowing and going, pressing the envelope, trying to hit the deadline, trying to hit the goal. And, you know, Thanksgiving week and Christmas is just all our opportunity to slow down just a little bit and um, focus on what's important. Focus on family. Focus on your kids or your relatives' kids or your nieces and nephews or wherever. You know, take the time today uh, to just like relish the ideas of what you want your Thanksgiving to look like. And I, I think that you'll get it. I think that you'll find that, you know, all the hustle and bustle and the stress of families coming together or travel and all that, th- all that you can rise above the quote unquote negative attitudes that sometimes come with families coming together because there is sometimes some challenges in that realm. You could potentially be the catalyst for change this year and make this Thanksgiving the best that it's ever been. And I want that for you, your family and all your loved ones and all of our listeners that are tuning in and subscribing to our channel each and every week. We wanted to make sure we brought you guys a health and wellness show that just kind of reminded you to be thankful. Yes. I think one thing that's important, and I've learned this from you, is you don't have to take a whole week off. You can kind of plan and say, okay, Thursday, I know, you know, grandma's making this, my mom's making this, I want to have a little bit of that. So I'm going to try and keep on track the best I can to plan for that situation. Yes. And I think that with the idea of planning, people never plan to fail. They just fail to plan, right? So we want you to be thinking, okay, Thursday's coming. You know you're going to fall off the rails. I know you're going to fall off the rails. You know you're going to fall <laughs> yeah. off the rails. And that's okay. And that's expected. And we wouldn't ask any different of you. We do want you to challenge yourself, though, all week long in preparation today and tomorrow to make sure that you're eating clean. Make sure that your system is a go. Make sure that everything is firing all eight cylinders and that you're doing what you can in prep, knowing that you might get into a sweet treat. You might get into your favorite family traditional you know, meal, whatever that is. I would love to know what that is. Like, What is your favorite, favorite family tradition meal? If you're watching on social media, put it in the comments. We want to know. Uh, for me, um, let's see, turkey's okay. I do like turkey. It's not my number one all, all the really? time. I would love to know what is your number one Thanksgiving thing. That yeah. If you, it ain't Thanksgiving unless. I have to have pecan pie. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So yeah. is, 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 does it matter to you? Is it grandma's pecan pie recipe? Is it mom's? Is it um, in, your in-laws? Is it from anywhere? Does it matter? It can be from Walmart. Okay. It can be. It doesn't right. matter where where it's from. Uh-huh. I just like pecan pie, and it's like the jelly, which I'm I'm I don't know if I've ever. I know I haven't made it myself. I'm pretty sure I've seen it made because my brother in law will make pecan pie, and it's good too. But like, it's just like sugar. 
Oh yeah, it's just sugar oh, yeah, it's and it's pure just sugar. brown. Oh, this is how but, I eat pecan pie often nowadays. Is um, and this is terrible. <laughs> You're gonna be so mad at me. So uh, for all of you out there in listener land, look, please. Can I guess? Do you just like smell it and then like eat a pecan? You just like smell <laughs> smell the pecan pie and then like eat a pecan. You're like, oh yeah, it's good. No, no, but that that would probably be the best thing I would do. Uh, no, I, I do indulge a little, right? So okay, I'm okay. I don't really want the uh the enriched flowers and stuff it doesn't really set good on me so uh and i could definitely make a gluten-free you know, crust or whatever uh but hey, sometimes i'm just too lazy to mess around with that too so um but what i'll do is I'll, I'll cut me a piece and then i'll take the pecans and i'll just dip the pecans into that wonderful sugar sugar let's just call it that brown goodies. sugar goodness mm. and i'll and i'll just nibble on that and and i'll and I want, might not even eat the whole slice, right? But I eat enough, right? So the, one of the things that I've learned about cheating, for me, I mean, and you got to appreciate, like I just, I've been doing this a long time. I like, I, I'll even uh, find this quote for you because from last night's uh, or uh, last Thursday night's class, and it was this: um, nothing tastes better than feeling good feels. Nothing tastes better than feeling good feels. And so I, I rather feel good to go play with my kids than to be laid up in a sugar coma on the couch because I ate too much, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So even on the holidays, I have an intention. My intention is not necessarily the food, although that is a really fun part of it. For me, the intention is what what am I giving to the day? I don't want to sleep that day. You know, I don't want to be in the coma. So I'm cautious. So what I've what what the MacroFix class uh, programs have taught me. So if you don't know about our MacroFix class, every other week, Mondays and th uh, Monday and Thursday class, we announce these. We are teaching the rules of the game, the rules of food, how to integrate. We are even bringing food for you to try. Uh, you know, last week we had chia seed pudding, uh, and we mixed chia seed pudding with asparagus spears, and people are like, that sounds terrible. It was actually, it was really good. I loved it with some even yeah. some alfalfa sprouts. And, and so it's just so cool to see how we can integrate food. But so going back to Thanksgiving, for me, I'll dip that pecan in that, you know, that sugar, because I can control the dose at that point. I can savor the dose. Going back to two or three shows back where mm -hmm. me and you were playing with shakes, we didn't just start by mixing it all together. What did we do? So what we did is took a little drink, kind of hold it in your mouth, maybe wash it around, focus on what you like, what you don't like. Yes. Is there anything that you're feeling? Yeah, and, and notice those sensations because that's how you build the palate. I'm, more and more people are when I, the, that I've been sharing this message with people about how to train the palate, it, they're, they're starting to get it. They're starting to get excited at the idea, hey, I tried uh, the, the spinach and just chewed on it to see what I liked or what I didn't mm -hmm. like. And it, I found it was kind of juicy and, and it was kind of earthy and I was it wasn't really that bad. And I Normally, I would have to saturate that in, you know, some sort of dressing, you know, and, and, and yeah, the great news is, is when you train that palate, nothing below your taste buds wants sugar, nothing. The only thing that wants the, the, ta the, the sugary taste is your taste buds and the bugs that are craving it. And that leads us to our next cool thought from last week's, you know, class. And again, you've got to come to these classes. Typically, they're around six thirty. We have Renee and Jennifer and I are there, and uh, or Jennifer Squared, and we are there, to like you know, just camaraderating and, and 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 brainstorming on how to use the program and how to leverage it to the hilt, and why it's important to track the you know the in body scans and make sure everything's going in the right direction from a muscle mass and basal metabolic rate and body fat. 
percentage so that you can see what your body's doing. That class is, in, but this is what I got. I got those. the first one, nothing tastes better than feeling good feels. So thank you, Ella. That was a great find. And then cravings are not an emergency. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So like we oftentimes go, oh, I have a craving for. Well, you have a craving for is not an emergency that dictates you're going to jump the rails right then, right there, or you're going to barrel over somebody to get what you think it is that you're craving. Because remember, the only two things that are craving are the gut bugs and the the the, the um, your taste buds enjoy you indul- your indulgence, but nothing below your taste buds want it. So those cravings, it's mental. Yeah, and oftentimes, not even mental, it's dehydration. Hmm. Most of the times, those cravings are an indication that your minerals might be a little bit low or your B vitamins might be a little bit low. And that's why people start to what in the afternoon? Dip. Yeah. They start to crash out at between 1 and 3 in the afternoon. And if you're finding that you're crashing between 1 and 3 in the afternoon, let's up your B vitamins and your minerals in the lunch hour. You know, or at the one o'clock hour, so that you, your body doesn't dip, and maybe will outperform the craving, and you just naturally stop craving. That's what one of my mentors always taught us. He says, "Stop telling your patients not to, because they're going to." What do you? What if I tell a kid not to touch that? What are they going to do? Touch it. Touch yeah. it. I mean, and if I tell an adult not to eat it, what are they going to do? Eat it. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's we're, we're no different. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and so we got to learn to play a different game. I wonder if you did enough brain exercises, and, I, and I'm thinking about you, you know, you drink something, you eat something, kind of think about it, make a, a connection, you know, between your taste buds, mentally, physically, as much as you can. If you can almost make yourself crave, I'm craving water, I'm craving spinach, man, I really wish I had some asparagus right now or something like that. Yes, and, 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 and there is a shift. And so, and, and I've, I've, I've taken families that were addicted to, you know, different milks and things and shifted them over to the oat milks or the, um, the almond milks, even rice milks at time. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I would shift them off of those sweetened versions into the unsweetened version. And it's a stair step. And before long, you got six-year-olds that are, they think unsweetened almond milk is as good as any other type of milk. I mean, typically, and people don't really know, when we have like gatherings and we use chocolate milk as a base, we'll put a big you know, vat of chocolate milk together in a crock pot and have it getting warm. It's kind of a cool idea. And uh, we'll put unsweetened chocolate milk, almond milk, in the crock pot and let that bring that to a boil, right, or to a simmering, whatever. And, um, and you can add cinnamon and vanilla to it. And, of course, we'll go get some, you know, organic, you know, marshmallows for the kiddos or for the adults that don't want that. The cinnamon vanilla is enough. And now they're not getting the sugar. And they're and, if, and what sugar they are getting, they're not getting a pure nothing but pounds of sugar, right? You know, right. we're always le- trying to take and enhance the, the uh, one degree of change. And and you everybody can make one degree of change if we just put a little effort. And more and more people are telling me they're just coming to grips with the reality that they just don't know their body. They don't they have become so disconnected. So that connection to food that you're talking about is such a powerful your discovery process. And I think the discovery process is a very enjoyable process because it puts you at the driver's seat. It puts you in the commander's chair so that you are leading your body onward, upward, good, or goddard in a direction from a health perspective where you want it to go. Because nobody wants to be depressed. Nobody. 
I mean, nobody wants to not want to get out of bed in the morning. Nobody. People want energy. People want uh, to have clarity of mind. And I think that this is a part of what Living Well's mission is, is to give people alternatives to drugs and surgery through education and training. You need brain training. You're absolutely right. You have to do some of the work that is willpower-based. You know, the mind, the will, and the emotions, the soul. we got to make sure that part is firing and working like it's supposed to. Uh, the flesh is a real deal. Uh, but we have to realize that, you know, our daily choices matter. So when we look at Thanksgiving coming up, what can we do up to Thanksgiving? You know, do we have to use, you know, the, this previous uh, Saturday and Sunday as, you know, pregame cheat week? No. You, you eat clean up to the day so that when the day comes, you don't have to feel guilty. You don't have to, uh, uh, to not indulge. You can totally indulge. And there has been Thanksgivings where I went in with the plan that I was going to like eat real clean and do this. I've had keto Thanksgivings. I mean, I've done all kinds of stuff, right? But there's also been Thanksgivings where I showed up and I, I, I had in good intentions, but I was, saw, saw some of those family traditions, and I was like, eh, I'm in. <laughs> We're going for the gusto. Yeah. You know, We're going to get the belt today. You know? right, right, right. And, uh, and, and, and I indulged, and I crashed out, and I had a little bit of a headache, and I have to rebound from that. And, but that's okay, too. I mean, it's a part of the, the fun. You know? and, um, and so make sure that you plan. But I'm telling you, you'll be shocked how oftentimes when you're craving something, it's nothing more than maybe you need some minerals, maybe you need some B vitamins. Simple more, you just might need a glass of water. Oftentimes a craving will last five minutes and or eight ounces of water. Once you you know work eight ounces of water in, the craving just melts. I mean, and, and how interesting is that? So what if you saved yourself the calories of craving through the week by making sure that you kept your water intake up. I met a guy last week that said, you know, I don't drink any water. <laughs> and I'm like, he really? said that. Did he come to an appointment? Yeah. Is that you? How much water do you drink? None. Zero. And I, I'm yeah. like, so what do you drink? He goes, I drink soda, sweet tea, and I drink uh, coffee. I'm like, good gravy. <laughs> I mean, we and and I'm, and I'm and and I am still shocked, right? That people are so disconnected, they don't grasp. So, like, if you're an avid coffee drinker, my my wife and I, you know, like she's an avid avid coffee drinker. I mean, she she doesn't miss coffee. You know, there's, she's got pictures all through the house that says, you know, she loves Jesus. Um, but please don't don't take the coffee. You yeah, know? I thought you were gonna say like frame pictures of coffee. It's like here's my kids. Yeah, here's my coffee <laughs> and my husband. That's so. You know what? That's a great. I'm gonna get her a gift like that this Do year that. for Christmas. A frame oh, of like all 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 of us kids holding her favorite like coffee <laughs> mugs and just to really mess with her. That's awesome. That'd be so funny. So you know, but she is an avid avid coffee drinker. But the thing I'm tr teaching her to do. Hey, look, I get it. Drink your coffee because she drinks it black, you know, and she only has it in the morning and occasionally in the evening if she's like, you know, on a mission to get something done. And um, but drink the water. Make sure you're hitting the 32 ounces per 50 pounds of body weight. Now, this guy that came in last week, I don't think is a wise move to start him at 200 pounds at a gallon of water as a start. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. We will completely, we'll push him into detox. Can you detox somebody with water? Yeah, I think so. Mm. Especially if you're completely and utterly dehydrated, a desert wasteland. I mean, think how hard and cracked that those tissues are in there, right? And he kind of sort of looked like that. He, he didn't look 
uh, his best. You know, he probably wasn't excited about how his 40s are going. And um, and that's because he's a desert wasteland outside as an external imagery of what's going on internally. And so starting that dude at a gallon of water a day may very well set him back. But what if we started, hey, can you shoot for 32 ounces? You know, 16 ounces in the morning, 16 ounces in the evening, plus everything else you're doing. Didn't even worry about taking the sodas away. Didn't even worry about taking the coffee away. Didn't even, uh, not even addressing it. I want to add to his life at this point in, in his journey, not take away. I got other patients that come in and they've seen other clinicians and they've done this and they've done that. Uh, you know, I had this one family come in and they have a, you know, um, an eczema case in their family. Uh, so bad, head to foot. Oh, really just on the extremities. And, um, and, this guy was already gluten-free, dairy-free. Uh, he's already, you know, making good, healthy practices. But even him, I found, hey, how much sugar do you eat? He goes, ah, I get into it. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, I appreciate the uh, honesty because most people go, oh, I don't eat sugar. Come on, yeah. liar. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. We'll pray for you um, <laughs> because we all eat sugar. I mean, I got supplements in my office that I gravitate to when I need a sugar fix. And my office laughs at me and picks on me and uh, teases me about you know my my m- the gut bugs. Come on, guys, and, and me. Ease you know, up. I, I ease know, up. On ease it. up on Chapa. He, he he's trying. He's doing his best. <laughs> but aren't we all to do our best? I mean, that's all God ever expects of you, just to do your best, not to be mm-hmm. perfect on this journey. So you know, we talked about last week about this whole conversation around sugar and and how much sugar affects the gut bugs and how much it affects everything in our bodies. And and, and then I picked up a book on last Wednesday morning, and I started thumbing through it, and it's called The Brain Fog Fix by Dr. Mike Dow. And I was like, that looks like a kind of a cool book. You know, I was looking for this other one because Jennifer keeps talking about the Sugar Blues Diet uh, book, and I was like, you know, I don't really need, and I've told you this before, I don't need another book about how bad sugar is. I already know. But I am curious because there's some of the statements that Jennifer was making to me that even in the nicotine that people are smoking and dipping has sugar in it. And I'm like, really? Good gravy. Like, like everything has sugar in it. They need to add it to nicotine. My mom and I were joking around. Maybe it's in the air even. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, we're snorting it up through you know some sort of air pollution. And, and who knows? I don't know. Um, but sugar is everywhere. And sugar is a major contributing factor to life's challenges. And I was like, okay, but unfortunately my, uh, you know, uh, my Audible didn't decide they wanted to carry that book anymore, so I couldn't get it. So I'm just thumbing through, and I find I happen to have downloaded this book and hadn't read it yet. It's called, you know, called the Brain Fog Fix. Well, who doesn't want to fix their brain fog? Right. You know, give us a show of hands. You know, who wants their brain fog to be fixed? Who wants to make sure that your vim, vigor, and vip through the day, and that mental clarity for names, numbers, and words, and your ability to stay on task and not squirrel off or to chase the rabbit, um, is on point. You know what I mean? We mm-hmm. want you to be so focused on your mission that your boss, your bosses, upper management, you, your your customer base go, dude, you're you got a, an excellent memory, dude. You got like you're like a perf- outperforming three people. Like we don't, we need more of you. P- and what are you doing differently? Like how can we sh- get you to shine differently? Polishing that quote unquote apple. And so. The brain fog fix seemed like it was a good next step since that's what I was looking for. And um, and <laughs> I, I just, 
I'm going to give you a couple of things that literally came right out of the first two chapters, three chapters. And it says, you know, what your brain needs to thrive was one idea. And then what fogs your brain? Those were the first two notes that really kind of hit me. Because who doesn't want to know how to make the brain thrive? Any ideas? Any good habits that you might, if you, if I were to say, you know, Guardy, I know you're no, uh, you're not maybe an expert in this field yet, but if you are, you are athletic, you know, and you have been with me a while, uh, what are some things that you think the brain needs in order to thrive? So the first thing I'm going to say is water, and I know this works because if I'm training like Saturday morning early for like two hours, and it's you know extensive and exhausting, if I don't drink a bunch of water the night before my head hurts for the rest of the day after I'm done. And somebody told me that, hey, just try drinking more water. And I did, and it worked. And, and my if your head's hurt. hurting, that's a mm-hmm. sign of what? Brain fog. Right. Right? That is a that is a form of brain fog. I mean, because you can't think clearly when you feel like that. And you're, you know, on the days where you have did a poor job of consuming that water and you were laid up, how long did it take you to rebound? The rest of the day. And do you want to waste a whole day from your beautiful bride and your lovely kids? No. Right. You, know. you want to be engaged. Uh, and, and, and then you want to make sure that you're ready to come and praise and worship Jesus on, you know, uh, Saturday night or Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon or, or how often y'all are jamming. You know what I mean? Like, and if your brain is hurting, that's a form of brain fog, right? Right. So yeah. absolutely, water better be at the top of the list. And it's so easy Right. And it's so silly that we keep going back to the simple. But isn't God the God of simple things? Did God make it really that hard or are we just convoluting the mudding the waters? Right. Yeah, I think we are. Yeah. The other thing, I would try and drink a lot of water before and they're like, no, you have to do it. You have to start, you know, at least the day before. Make sure you're hydrated the day before to be prepared to go into that next day. So it's, again, planning planning ahead for the next day and the next day after that. That's correct. And, and again, there again, you thinking two and three days out from a competition or just even a heavy training session, because it's what, and that's your, that's where you're at from an athletics perspective. But wouldn't you think that would probably be a good piece of advice for somebody that's going into a business meeting? 100%. I mean, you're, yeah. you typically are the guy or gal that sweats like a stuck pig when, but when you have to go you know, do a demonstration or you have to do a business meeting lead and uh, or create the meeting, heaven forbid. You know, you got to lead it, but develop it, prepare it and uh, take it to the to the nth. Well, I mean, don't you think preparing and making sure that you're hydrated so that your brain's not hurting and burning up? Because a form of the brain hurt is dehydration is the brain is just overheating. Mm. I mean, think about that. You have a radiator in your car radiator doesn't have water guess what happens to the engine it burns up mm-hmm. it's bad news bear you know and that's a you know maybe a 20 30 40 50 60 i don't know thousand dollar vehicle that we, you know we baby and we kind of expect that radiator to work we don't want to have to go check that every day so in our case because our body is a dynamic you know creature and and yes uh, thankfully we have radiator fluid we have an in-body test that we do at the office that measures intracellular extracellular that's inside the cell and outside the cell water 
So inside is going to be your efficiency, how efficient are your cells. Outside, extracellular, is going to be toxicity. And we even can measure the exchange. How well is your body getting rid of the excess garbage it doesn't need? And how well are you, you know, bringing new nutrients in via water? Because nutrients you know, can ride in on the back of uh, water and or healthy fats. So you've got to have, you know, some of these metrics, especially, you know, if you have symptom patterns that you weren't genetically born with. So back to our brain fog fix, like what are some other things that you might do to make sure that your brain is kicking? I think, you know, proper nutrition, there's there's things that we know we should eat and stay away from the things that, you know, that we shouldn't. That'd be my, my so, second guess. So let's break down nutrition for a second, because obviously people always say on test day we should do what? Good breakfast. A good breakfast, right? Does that mean donuts? Does that mean pancakes? What kind of? What's a good breakfast? Frosted flakes. No, <laughs> but no, that's generally what you <laughs> right, go for. Right, right. That's yeah. the one. That's what people tend to go. So well, with that, I would say the healthy, the fats. You yes. know, because you you know with the eggs and maybe some butter to cook with the eggs and stuff like that, and some bacon. Yep. Okay. So you're looking at it. So we break down nutrition in the form of the macros, the proteins, carbs, and fat balance. So we want to make sure that we're not overindulging in starch or no starches on game day. Um, what about we break it down into the micronutrients? That's healthy vitamins. That's healthy mineral intake and essential fatty acids, like you mentioned. Well, I think that your macronutrients, if you choose wisely, like this morning, I had um, you know some sh- four ounces of shrimp. I had uh, uh, some squash, asparagus, and onions, and I had half a cup of sweet potato. <clears throat> And I had a, a you know a teaspoon of olive oil over my veggies, and a little bit of uh, a little teaspoon of butter on my potato. That was the breakfast. I think that would have been sufficient for a qualification for a good morning pre-test, pre-meeting, mm-hmm. pre-athletic game. But that takes a lot. Of, it will take a lot of time compared to cereal. It takes this that preparation, is true. yeah. So, but but let's, so let's just back that down and go. Okay, the the bacon and eggs could be a good fix. You know, the the pre made chicken sausages could be a pre made fix. My wife has found these little egg bites that she has purchased um, at different you know health food stores and or you know chains, and and they're they relatively have good ingredients in it. You know, you can obviously find stuff with garbage ingredients, but we look and we try to measure out and say, all right. Does this, do the benefits outweigh the negs? You know, we want mm-hmm. more benefits, less negatives. Is this going to stabilize my blood sugar for the meeting? Is this going to stabilize my blood sugar for the test? Is this going to prop me up for good a good day if I'm a little bit cranky and moody, right? So the this is the attitude of how we're thinking through the connecting to the food again. And so when you have healthy macros, which we will teach you at our macro fix classes, and that again, that we do every other week, a Monday or a Thursday, just stay tuned. We're always announcing these things because we want to teach you, train you, develop you. And it does take a good 90 days in some cases, six months in some uh, rarer cases to get people acclimated to touching and connecting and working the food game. You know, and it's and it's you being involved. It's you showing up. It's you contributing. It's you learning. And even if you think you know, well, maybe you can be 
fine-tuned because I've found that even people that do a well job can do a better job, and I was one of those. I thought I was doing great until I started tracking my food and still I started sticking and looking at how what half a cup of sweet potatoes turns into, mm-hmm. you know, from a carb perspective or what, you know, four ounces of meat or vegetable uh, meat or even vegetables look like um, on a macro scale. But those macros convert into your micros, your vitamins, minerals, and essential fatty acids. So nutrition through vitamins, minerals, essential fatty acids is a absolute must to healthy brain fog, uh, brain uh, thriving nutrients. So okay, that's great. So we've got we've got that. What's a what's a, another thing that we could make sure that we do or practice or work towards to have a good healthy brain? I would say rest, rest and sleep. Absolutely. If you don't rest well, you're not healing. If you don't sleep well, you're not detoxifying. If you're not detoxifying and you're not um, resting well, you're absolutely right, going to degenerate faster. That puts you on what we call the accelerated aging curve. Nobody wants to look older than they are. Nobody. You know, right. and uh, <laughs> I, it's always a compliment when somebody says that they think you're this age and you're it's four years, five years, six years younger than you really are. Everybody goes, oh. You know, and all of us <laughs> my, men are smart enough to know. I mean, we're dumb, but not uh, so dumb that we don't. Uh, we always under uh, g- gauge on on the on the ladies, but or we just avoid the subject matter altogether. You know what I mean? Who's that guy? You know, <laughs> you know. But it is kind of fun to be able to see people and to know are they doing these things. So sleep is a good thing. Minimum, how many hours of sleep is healthy? Do you have an idea? I, you know, they say, I think about eight is a recommended yeah, amount. Yeah, eight, eight's a recommended. Some people go, oh, there's no way I can sleep that long. Okay, so what's eight would be a, like a, a good mean average if you could hit it. But bare minimum, what do you need? I would say six. Six, all day. If, you, if you're not hitting six um, and you're under six, you're setting yourself up for dementia, Alzheimer's, your neurodegeneration. And there's no way your body has time to heal, rest, detoxify, bathe itself, file away yesterday's you know, data pool of new learned information into long-term storage so that you can recall it in uh, anything less than six hours. So don't even try it. And um, and so that, I think, is an absolute win of information right there. If you're not, if you know you got a big weekend coming up, if you know you got a big travel experience coming up, and, and you want to make sure you're doing what you can to get some good rest. I mean, get some sleep. Get Make sure you're going to bed on time. Oh, but my brain just won't shut off. Hey, that's something that you can talk to our clinical team about because at Living Well Clinical Nutrition Center, we're not just about food. We also understand the chemistry. So when you've got issues, symptoms, things like sleep being such an important facet of what you do every day, and people forget how much your body has to do biochemically, Guardy, to shut down the body into a subconscious state. I know when I'm doing my best and my body's firing all its cylinders, I will literally startle myself awake at, you know, five minutes before my alarm goes off because I was in such a deep slumber. Whoa. Is that possible? I mean, heaven forbid my kids, my family needs me in the middle of the night if I'm dead to the world like that. Uh, but really and truly, that's the, one of the most fascinating things about sleep is that the body will shut down in such a way that you could potentially close your eyes and open your eyes in six, seven hours have passed. And you have like, oh, oh my gosh. That, yeah, that yeah. Is, it's a little freaky, right? Right. Yeah. And you, I mean, you're completely and utterly vulnerable in that six to seven to eight hour window if you're getting that good quality of sleep. Oh, but Dr. Chop, I'm a light sleeper, always have been. Oh, okay. Well, that might be 
common to you, but that's not normal even for you. How about them apples, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? So here's the reality. What is it? You know, so we, we say to ourselves, uh, if we can't fall asleep, we can't stay asleep, or we're light sleepers, that's a clinical call. We need to get in there and find out. Is it your gallbladder? Is it your liver? Is it your lung meridian? Is something congested in the lines? Could be. We, gotta t- we can help you figure that out. That's really a fascinating, cool clinical pearl that we do at our office. What if you're waking up at night to pee? What if you're hot, kicking off your covers? What if you're having night sweats? Oh, well, that could be an indication that the liver is malfunctioning in the detox arena and you're overheating. Or um, what if your your um, your light sleeper and just the the breeze uh, of the fan kicking on or the uh, AC kicking on wakes you and startles you a bit out of you know a light sleep. Well, that could be simple minerals or B vitamins, um, the fat soluble ones that help to slow down your body so that you're not having restless energy. But remember, I look at like the Death Star when Obi Wan Kenobi snuck on the Death Star and he had to pull the big levers in order to turn off the external shields so that the good guys could go in and destroy aspects of the the, the, the Death Star, right? So the only way that was happening was, one, from within. So something from within has to turn down the body's conscious state into a subconscious state so that rest and digest, rest and detox, healing and repair can happen so that the memory banks can settle out the dust, if you will, and make sure that this file is organized so that tomorrow's supernatural recall is there, right? And so we just leave it to the odds. We leave it to chance that we're going to have a good memory. No, no, no. Good rest, good brain activity, thriving, good nutrition, good water, and good sleep. Um, And so I think that that is, you know, three really great things. what's, What's another one, maybe? You maybe got me on this one. I can't think of anything oh, else. You, I'll give you a hint. Exercise? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes, I got it. <laughs> it. Uh, it's, uh, you, I was going to say, you do it every day. Uh, <laughs> I know you. And yeah. exercise, it balances your blood sugar. It enhances endorphins. It allows your body to mobilize toxins. It helps your body ha- force it into a repair state where it's actively metabolically engaged in the day. That's a good thing, and it doesn't take much. I've had people as simple as putting them in a on a vibration plate. Mm-hmm. I've had people as simple as putting them on the wave master, the chi machine, the thing that little you know gives you the little wobble, right? Is and, that a balance thing? How do, I've always wondered how does that work? Which one? Like the vibration or like a, a wobble thing? So if it's a if it's a um, vibration plate. Uh, what it's doing is it's just mobilizing your lymphatics. Okay. It's mobilizing cardio, uh, your vascular system. So it's not so much like it's a high-intensity interval training session, uh, it's, it's, but it is jostling the body, right? And the jostling does change neurological aspects of your brain. Your brain cerebellum is having to figure out what's going on. Why, am I, why is the world shaking right now, and how do I stay stable and not yeah. get dizzy? Well, the, there's a metabolic activity there. That's a good learning thing. You can stand on one leg on the thing to enhance the brain aspect. You could do planks on it. You could sit on it and do like kind of baby crunches and, and balance on certain aspects of your body parts so that you can uh, make it harder, challenging mm-hmm. uh, your, your brain to do more work in a vibration setting. But simply stated, 
If you're unstable, getting on a vibration plate is a way easy way to start reacclimating brain activity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely simple. Wow. And and it's like it's almost doing work for you, which, you know, I, in some cases that's a good thing. I have come home at night and I've just been tired because I've served, you know, uh, 25, 30 people and and my brain's tired, you know, and um and you've seen my work. Sometimes it's even laborious. I mean, I, I do move people around and, and tug on stuff and, and work those joints and open up the tissues and push and prod and make sure that everything's moving neurologically like it's supposed to from north to south, right? So that's an important factor. Well, dude, what if I came home, I got on the little chi machine, so you lay on your back, you put your feet in the little in the haunch, in the little saddle, and it just wiggles you back and forth, Right? And that wiggling, if you get real relaxed, your head will you'll become a bobblehead. <laughs> and you're thinking, well, what does that have to do? Well, what you don't realize is George Goodhart, the founder of Applied Kinesiology, one of the cool chiropractic techniques that I love, uh, he found that when the head is gyrating, hey, for all the people that, that love my leg shaking, did y'all see that? My leg stopped shaking and when I was a bobblehead. Isn't that cool? I took the shot again, so yeah, they can see you. now. They if you're watching on Facebook, you can, see. you can see. So that's what happens. I just get so excited <laughs> that I just want to share, but I got to talk to this microphone that doesn't move, and uh, and then something's got to wiggle. What if I was there, like moving it, <laughs> moving it with you so you can move? <laughs> yeah. I'll move the mic. Forward. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Then yeah. I'd be fine. Okay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a shake. Um, and so the um, but in your hyoid. Uh, bone, which is the only bone in the body that is not attached to any other bones. It's just a, a floating joint, if you will. It has a, it loves figure eight motions. And if you can move your head in a figure eight pattern, you will do so many amazing things for the cerebellum on both left and right and the cortical brain, both left and right, front and back of your head. There's so much good balance there. So the plates can be of really value there or even the little chi machine can be a little value there and it will literally unwind you from the day it's better than a glass of wine i mean it is a fan it's amazing how simply finding little tricks and little tactics and little tools that aren't destructive can be very valuable and lifting to the body so that you come home and you're able to unwind from your day in order to engage in your loved ones what about those machines that well, like, I don't know if it's like an impulse or a shock and it makes your muscles like engaged. Have you ever used any of those or any experience with that? You know what I'm talking about? Yep. E-STEM machines. Uh, I haven't used those specifically for what we're talking about here. But if I was injured, if I had, a, you know, some muscles that really needed to tune tone down because I beat the snot out of them, I would totally be open to leveraging that. Right. And uh, not opposed. Uh, just not something I use a lot because I like things that mobilize cardiovascular mm-hmm. and um, the lymphatics as a whole because that is what most people symptom patterns are der- derivatives of is congestion in the lines and if we can keep the congestion out of the lines the brain fog doesn't sit the fog lifts the brain thrives and your ability to keep up with the day and push onward through the day and make it at to the end of the day and your body to shut down appropriately for it to reset for tomorrow happens every day it's not a chance it's not a coincidence it's a plan and you follow the recipe every time it works and so i like things that are very predictable in that state okay so uh, last thing i think that is worth you know throwing into the uh, realm of brain needs to thrive would be do you have any idea this is something also that you do 
probably every day and more often than hopefully you realize you do. Hopefully at this point in your you know, journey, you uh, do this even subconsciously. What is that? Is it learn? Well, like brain exercises? No, no, I'm not going to go there. Is it stretching? No, (laughs) it's way above. Okay. Go way above anything physical. Communication. With who? Other people and God. God. (laughs) Spiritual practice. Having a good, solid spiritual life is a very amazing thing to keep the brain fog away and Mm. to stimulate aspects of the brain. You know, science says that God lives in the hypothalamus, which is above your pituitary, which is, you know, just above your eyes and kind of about you know, two inches middle. And, um, and, and it's the pituitary, the hypothalamus, pituitary are like your master, you know, programmers for your endocrine axis. They're also the gatekeepers to making sure the nervous system is able to communicate to your hormonal system. So the nervous system was like a flip of a switch, on, off, on, off. The hormonal system is like you and I playing catch. It is a communication, right? And so being able to have a healthy spiritual practice where we're looking beyond ourself into the heavens for knowledge and wisdom and understanding and working through, you know, challenges of the unknown and, you know, opportunities of uh, to stay in an attitude of gratitude and appreciate the faith walk, right? Mm-hmm. All those things are great brain also. Hmm, interesting. You had all the right answers, but it's all summed up in the spiritual practice. It's all summed up in Jesus. You know, we chase the king uh, and, and we and we find that's where our heart always goes and it centers us, it grounds us. And interesting, the heart pumps out more energy than the brain and the heart can control things in the body uh, sympathetically and parasympathetically if we can align our heart and brain spiritually into the heavens and and look beyond ourselves. I think this is, uh, I I agree with him, uh, Dr. Mike here, uh, about this is what your brain needs in order to thrive. So I think we've given our listeners some very practical, valuable tools. I was just looking uh, this morning, and and I will share it with everybody. Um, Let's see. This is one of my favorite scriptures, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 22. I will, uh, and I, I did paraphrase a little bit here and made it an, uh, for an I, I will rejoice always. I will pray without ceasing. In everything, I will give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for me. I will not quench the spirit. I will not despise prophecies. I will test all things. I will hold fast what is good. I will abstain from every form of evil. First Thessalonians five sixteen through twenty two, and that's out of the New King James with a slight paraphrasing of my I wills. And and so, but it is a command, if you will. It says that we in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Isn't that good news? And so here's that is a very valuable uh, piece of information that should probably be at the very top of the list. But people aren't always ready for that. They need to start with the basics. And so with the little bit of time we have left, you know, again, the reason I didn't go to this next one is I wanted to give you the tools first. But I wanted just to remind you that it's just not me. Remember, I started to say I was going to read what book? The Sugar Blues, 
Uh, you know, and I was telling you I didn't need to read another book on sugar because I already know how detrimental it is to your body. And 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 but this the, the very next thing out of this, and I understand at this moment when I was reading, I was only three chapters in, two and a half chapters in. And he goes, "What fogs the brain?" Well, what do you think his first fogger, brain fogger, is? He lists one. He lists many, but what do you think his very first brain fogger is? I'm just going to throw a, a dart and say, is it sugar? It is sugar. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. All Gardy, right. <laughs> he gets the award. You, sir, have won the new car. All right. And, um, and so th- this is exciting because not all, God was being clever with me and not allowing me to read the sugar blues because Willie's already read it. She already pretty much gave me all the, 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 the clues and the right. end of windows and the synopsis, the 20,000-foot view. Do I really need to go read another book about sugar when she's already taken the notes she's the one that got away with the notes and i can be a wise one and 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 learn from her wisdom and notes and then maybe we could team up and i could share some insights with this book and then she doesn't have to read this book and now we're reading 10,000 20,000 hours worth of in somebody else's research and development because to write a book is it's a 10,000 hour game people go what it didn't take me that long to write my first book if you're a book writer well god bless you but it did because you put the time in to become the expert that gave you the confidence to take that information and apply it to pen and paper to write it down in a way that you could communicate a message that is not something that just happens overnight that is a journeys mm-hmm. experience that is in and of itself a value that i hope to even aspire to one day you know because i just don't want all this great information that i've put into my head to go to waste and not be able to be passed down to the next generation my own family because you know sometimes we look at the bible and we see that it says um uh we need to send a legacy to our you know, our children's children's children, right? And and us in the Christian realm always want to apply that to what? To money. Money. Well, I'm sure my children would like to have some money, but I th- is it better to teach the man to fish or to give the man the fish? To teach. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So I would rather teach them the knowledge to live well, be well, stay well, one bite at a time, one prayer at a time, one faithful act at a time, one step in the right direction, one degree of change at a time, to to be able to fall and get back up again and to find themselves always on the path, close to the path, always looking to the heavens for their help, for to know where their help comes from and to point them as a North Star back to the Lord so that they can build their family legacy on what I was given as a family legacy uh, foundation. I think that's critical. But looking back, this guy's now saying sugar drives what? Brain fog. Brain fog. Oh my gosh. I said to myself, huh, what a genius. <laughs> that sugar is number one on his list. And number two was high fructose corn syrup. What? <laughs> high fructose corn syrup? That's a processed, refined sugar. Uh, then he says ar- artificial sugars. Then he says white flour. Then he says 
enriched flour, corn, soy, dairy. I start thinking to myself, man, is this guy reading my book that I haven't even <laughs> written yet? Because I always tell people about wheat, corn, dairy, you know, soy, and being that dairy and uh, and wheat are the top of the uh, food inflammatory list. Right? Remember, we have a top four inflammatory foods that we teach patients at Living Well, and wheat, dairy, corn, and soy are those top four foods that you've got to avoid. And then we look at the uh, the sugars, and when he starts breaking these sugars down into these, you know, f- these refined processes, the high fructose corn syrup, and then he he breaks it down even further and says, uh, "Let's see if he if I have it here quickly. I might not have written it down. Darn it. Maybe it's in a different one. But basically, everything with oh, there it is. Any words ending in os." Dextrose, maltose, lactose, galactose, fructose, sucrose, glucose. Isn't that crazy? I mean, he even breaks it down to the like the micro. Like he gets real down and deep. So the macro is, hey, avoid sugar. Yeah. Right? But what if you don't know what sugar really is? What if there's some hidden words? Because marketeers know that people don't understand chemistry. They know that if they write galactose or maltose or fructose cheetos <laughs> cheetos <laughs> beautiful guardy beautiful that they might trick a person into consuming their product not realizing that they are indeed eating sugar sugar mm-hmm. and so this is interesting then he even says on the corns because we talked about the high fructose corn syrup, also known as crystalline fructose, um, it, he says, if it has corn syrup, corn syrup solids, what? I mean, because somebody would say, well, it doesn't have corn syrup, it has corn syrup solids, so it must be okay. I, he, I mean, he breaks it down to this nth of a degree. Any kind of syrup, you know, as a matter of fact, <laughs> let's just throw, let's just lump it all together. Any malt sugars um, are things that we have to avoid because they are sugar. And maltodextrin, uh, dextrin, agave, fruit juices. How many people are consuming fruit juices and not realizing that it's converting into these sugars? Or worse, has the additive high fructose corn syrups in there, right? Right, yeah. And and now we're just like pretty much injecting it straight into the vein. <sighs> yes, you're an addict. I'm so <laughs> sorry to be the one to tell you, but it's okay. At Living Well Clinical Nutrition Center, we can help. We can help you break that. We have a 10-day blood sugar reset program. you got to tap into that. We ha- and we, we use that regularly. I have this one guy. He comes in and does a 10-day blood sugar reset every month. He flies in from out of state. He does his 10-day. We kind of make a couple tweaks each time we do it because we're always moving him, advancing him forward. We're always pushing the liver. We're always pushing the pancreas. We're always cleaning uh, a kidney or a lymphatic or his gallbladder or his cardiovascular system. We we tinker with the protocol every time I see him so that we're working on different systems every month. And that's what he knows helps him get through his month. Now, interestingly, uh, somewhere around the nine-month mark, I've seen patients that have adopted this practice that they – are now incorporating these practices on their own and they don't have they they find that they're not cheating on day 11 through 31. They are much more focused and they don't have to be as diligent so to speak at you know um 
tune, fine tuning the garden because they've done so much good work. The soil is so rich with nutrients. The crops of healthy organs are regenerating and repopulating and functioning as God designed it to at a more optimal level than it ever has. Really. I had this one lady come in uh, last week and she said, uh, you know, I, I, well, we did nine months of gallbladder flushes every month. She took five days into a gallbladder flush. That's not easy, by the way. So it's an amazing program, and you definitely need Living Well's help to go through those because you need the encouragement, number one. You need the education, number two, and you need the guidance. You need somebody to walk you down that path. Is that the one with the apples? That's the apple program, okay. yeah. And, and every month, now understand when she came in, she was in a lot of pain. She had a lot of challenges in her upper right quadrant, and she had to, you know, she had, a, she had ultrasounds of gallstones present. I've got the pictures of the gallstones. Some of them were the size of your thumbnail. Some of them look like stalactites. Some of them look very scary. And, you know, and I couldn't imagine if, if, if them coming out any other way than to just poop them out, right? So thankfully, in her quest, nine months, she was passing 30, 40 stones each time, every month. But also, somewhere around the three-month mark, she started noticing less pain here. She, in her upper right quadrant of her abdomen. She started noticing less tenderness. She started feeling a little bit more energy, more vim, vigor, and vip started coming back because her body wasn't internalizing all that energy mm-hmm. to deal with that burden, that blockade, right? We were opening up the lanes so that things could move more freely out of those congested pipes, and her body began to function externally, productivity-wise, creativity-wise. She goes, I think I want to go back to work. I think I'm going to start my own, my, my own business. And I said, it's brilliant. You know, so she goes, I enjoyed my retirement, but now that I feel so good, why? I got all this knowledge. I don't want to just leave it sitting on the, on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Praise God. You know, that's a retiree going back. Why? Not because she's broke, because she's bored. She's too creative. She's too healthy now to sit on her laurels and not, you know, get out there in the trenches and serve somebody. Isn't that cool? That's awesome. I think that's the Vim Vigor and Vip the Lord wants for us all, you know, and that's what I want. And so we look at this and we appreciate the process. So it's okay, guys, if it takes you six months to get there. That's why the Macro Fix program. That's why Living Well Clinical Nutrition program. That's why the Detox program, 42 days a year. I'm telling you, if you incorporate the practices that Living Well Clinical Nutrition Center teaches, you're going to live better, be better, stay better. Your family's going to live better, be better, stay better. They're going to feel your energy. They're going to feel you, your resonant energy just percolating out of your tissues and cells, and they're going to want to be around you. You're going to be like attractive in a whole new way. And I think that is what the world needs. That is what we need to be focused on. That is you taking the bull by the horns and not sitting on your laurels and waiting for somebody else to do it. It isn't the next medication that's going to save you. It's you making a choice to learn about your body. Come to these classes we teach every month. We come to these macro fix classes that we teach every other week. We are constantly educating. Make sure that you're making your appointments and you're coming in to get fine-tuned. You're regular. You come in, mm-hmm. and we're constantly talking way more than just about your bones, aren't we? Right. I'm constantly pushing you to go onward, upward, good, or God, because it's more than just your structure. It's more than just your nervous system that needs support and help. I had a guy come in. He had a heart trauma. Heart Right, he got boomed in the chest. Uh, airbag went off. Right, he was from that point forward. He was fatigued, brain fogged. His uh, body just felt like he just he just because kind of depressed. 
He wasn't sleeping well. Nothing was working. We started testing and we started figuring out where his glitches were. And of course, it was his heart, but it wasn't food. I was shocked. It, it wasn't, um, it wasn't um, heavy metal toxicity. I was shocked. Um, it wasn't uh, an infection, which I was really shocked. And, but what it was is this guy needed the inf- inf- anti-inflammatory support and straight heart support to regenerate n- a healthier cell structures around the heart because of the trauma was so hit, it hit him so hard. And literally within three days, he goes, my energy's back. Like, this is like weird. Within a week, he was like, I feel like a, a brand new man. Like, what did you do to me? I've been to doctor after doctor after doctor. I've had test after test after test and blood test and heart test and nobody can find out what's wrong with me. What did you do? What did you, how did you, and it was, they're, they're befuddled. Well, guess what? We fed you. We found where your glitch was and we resolved it. And that is something at Living Well Clinical Nutrition Center we're proud of doing. And so I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that wherever you are, whatever you've been through, if you haven't been under care. If you've been under care and you fell out of care, come back because we're growing. We're growing in our knowledge. We've applied this practice time and time again to find new ways to help make it easier for you to shortcut some of the challenges that might be still going on in your body. And, and we want to be a service to you we want, and, to, and a blessing to you and to, and to teach you how to take and fee, uh, catch your own fish. And so I, I just thought it was funny that the brain fog fix led me right back to sugar. <laughs> and in the course also gave me some neat little perspectives on life that I like to apply. You know, at Living Well Clinical Nutrition Center, we believe that all life starts and stops at the cellular level. And we know that nutrition is the fundamental backbone. We know that there's barriers to healing that are keeping you from being your best. We want to help you turning the stones. We want to find why your body's breaking down, and we want to teach you the underlying cause of what's going on in your body. I tell tell people all the time, if you stick with it long enough and you fall through with recommendations, you will get better. Everybody does. The reason I'm confident in saying that is because we're feeding people. We're helping the body connect. We want you to not only get the connections inside, we want to teach you the willpower to connect with the outside world. And I believe that we can do that together. So at Living Well, have a blessed and wonderful Thanksgiving. I pray that you tune in, share this message with all your friends, family, and loved ones. Follow us, subscribe to us. Help us get this great message of hope and wellness out to the world around us. And God bless you.